When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, They've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. You're now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest on the show is a graduate of Morningside High School and played for one of the greatest basketball teams in the history of Southern California. He also played at a high level at Washington State, then on to New Mexico State, and ended up playing pro for a few years in Israel, Austria, and other countries. Let's welcome in Dominic Ellison to the show. What's up, Dom? Thank you for having me, brother. Everything is good. Man, every everything is great, bro. It's been a while 
since we've connected, bro. Um, I talked to Stace Bozeman, your high school teammate, your boy. Uh, a few months back, he was on the show, man. So it was great to catch up with him. You actually came up on the podcast. It's nice to finally reconnect. Just got the news, man. LA Times front page, your name, the head coach of your alma mater, the legendary Morningside High School. Talk about what that means to you and what your mission is at Morningside. That, that you know, it, it's, it's all about the mission. Um, you know, and obviously it means a lot to me personally because you know it's it's rooted uh you know i mean it's rooted here um i was there uh, you know i was one of these young men trying to make it um <clears throat> so my 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 initial my initial and the most important mission here is giving back to the kids and and helping them with that same opportunity that was kind of bleak for me you know hopefully i can bridge that gap um, between what they don't know, you know, now and what's ahead of them in the future. So, um, you know, that's the main mission. The main mission is all giving back. You know, this isn't about anything else um, but to help these young men and women and student athletes, you know, achieve, achieve their goals, their dreams. It, it, you know, this is solely about that. And then and, uh, on top of that, you know, going back home, where it all started for me is really the magic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to be special, man. Morningside throughout history, so 30, 40, 50, 60 years, has always been regarded as, as one of the top programs. My old college coach, Jim Herrick, used to coach at Morningside. A lot of people don't even know that. Back in the day, they were number one in the country with Jackie Robinson and all kind of dudes. And, and so a lot of people don't know that. And then we fast forward, and I'm sure there was guys in the 70s and 80s that I'm missing out, but but the era that I remember most vividly was your era. When the, um, you, got, you guys had two movies, The Morningside Five, but Hardwood Dreams was the first one that came out, right? Or Yeah, so, so, so Hardwood Dreams, number one, um, uh, happened in 93 in 93 we had just won the state in 92 brought some attention and in 93 they came and grabbed the story um that was hardwood dreams one and uh i'm really close to the producers now after all of this and uh uh tollins is mike tollins is producer he actually did the jordan story and you know did all kind of crazy good stuff so he's a good friend of mine um he he, he had this idea of doing it every 10 years and he learned this from, you know, you know, an, you know, a predecessor of his, you know. So he does it every ten years. He came, and you know, around when we were twenty-seven years old, you know, did the first one we were seventeen, and he did twenty-seven. So that was Hardwood Dreams number two. And then, you know, when we were like around thirty-seven years old, is when the Morningside Five uh, show came out on ESPN and stuff like that. Um, so it's been it's been like thirty years of that particular production following yeah. us, you know. It, you know, and it originally it was Spike TV, and then Fox picked it up, and then now ESPN picked it up. So um, there's some momentum there for the program, for the community. Obviously, they're interested in continuing that story now because I'm, you know, organically turning forty-seven pretty soon here. Hey, uh, hey, bro. So that's the 10 years later after that. And um, it could be a special story, you know, landing the job and, uh, you know, continuing the legacy of, of like you were talking about, guys like Jim Eric, um, guys like Carl Franklin, 
Um, and then like a guy like me comes along. Um, so, so it could be a good, a good story. And to touch your point on Jim Herrick, man, um, you know, he recruited me because he was a coach. He recruited me and I had really no idea that he was connected to the school. And it could have been a story at that point. I had no idea mm-hmm. um, kind of, you know, piggyback what you're saying. Like not many guys know Jim Herrick. Yeah, no. Eaglewood wasn't what it was today, you know, mm-hmm. Demographically different. It was culturally different back in the day. Facts. Now it was different. Um, so Jim Herrick, technically in my in my lifetime, in my readings, he put Morningside on the map. Um, what people fail to realize is uh, he had Morningside having the number one team in the nation. I think they went on like a 45 win, a 45 game winning streak in the 70s, um, which obviously propelled his career. And then Carl Franklin um, basically came in after Jim Herrick and Carl had guys like Byron Scott and Eldon Campbell um, and any coach, obviously Stace Bozeman and myself and Dwight Curry and the whole Morningside five and Corey and Sean. Um, he had all of us for, for 20, he was there for 20, 30 years. Um, so these are two guys that has like, really did some good things at the school and put the, put the, put the school on the map. Um, and now it's my turn to see what I can do on the program, you know, put my, put my print on the full program. So. Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. Uh, you giving us that breakdown playing for coach Herrick at UCLA. He would always bring up Morningside High School. He'd always say, Johnson, I bet you didn't know I coached at Morningside. I say, what coach? He's like, yeah, we were were number one in the country. I I say, what coach? No one one knows that. I mean, um, I'm kind of removed a little bit from the now generation. Um, They don't know who the Morningside Five is. Some of these kids now, and I'm walking on campus, uh, you know, they, they don't know. I mean, so... I'm here to bring that back and bring that energy back and, and reestablish that culture. Don, take us back to where it all began, your childhood. Uh, I know you're an Inglewood guy. Were you born and raised in Inglewood? Where were you? What part of the city of Inglewood were you born? So on paper, I was born in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, but my, my family lived in what they had, what, what they call, you know, the lower bottoms. At the, the bottoms, time. facts. Bottoms, right? So we're boys in the hood with shot and you know, all that. So I was basically kind of born, I, I, was, I was created on Lawrence, which is in the bottoms, but basically born in, born in Los Angeles. But yep. I was born and raised, I was raised, should I say, in Inglewood. You know, mm-hmm. I went to Q. Um, and I went to Warren Lane, you know, and then I did, uh, I did Hawthorne High School for my first two years because, you know, just like the movie, like Born Inside was just too much for moms and dad to be like, yo, you're going to go over there, you're going to get into trouble. So I had to, um, they wanted some diversity, you know, obviously. So I went to more, uh, Hawthorne High School for my first two years, ninth and 10th grade, um, played ball there. And then. Um, you know, so ironically, we played, Hawthorne played Morningside in that big Las Vegas tournament way back in the day. Yeah. And they were, we were down by 30 at half. And I was playing against Stace Bozeman. All my friends were over there. Yeah, uh, yeah. All the other four were over there. And I'm just like, you know, dude, I'm like, we're down 30. And uh, we end up losing that game by one. But to, to make a long story short, that next season, Mm-hmm. I was like, mom, dad, I got to go to Morningside. Like, 
this is this is basketball. Like, did you see they was alley ooping on us? And I had to go there. And then um, the next season I went there, we ended up winning the championship, state championship. Um, and I kind of sort of propelled, you know, a lot of my stuff. So I went to Benecute in Morningside, excuse me, Hawthorne in Morningside. And then after that, um, you know, I earned a scholarship to play for Kelvin Sampson at Washington State. Uh, Let's stay on Morningside for a second. I had a couple of questions about your experience there. When, when we want to set the stage so that our audience, my audience can understand what the climate of high school was like in early 90s, Los Angeles. For me, I was a Crenshaw. So first I started off Montclair Prep. Then my dad had this genius idea after my sophomore year. We're living in Bel Air, Dom. He's talking about, man, you need to go to Crenshaw if you want to get recruited by D1. Because back, back then... Dom, you remember small schools. We didn't have that. Res- didn't have the respect. Nowadays, you can go high level. You can go straight to the league out of a small school. Back then, folks yeah. used to look at your level of competition. So pops was like, "Yo, go to Crenshaw." So I, you know, I I, I wasn't really tripping, but I was kind of like, "Yo, what's up with this?" What was Morningside like around the same time? Because I know Crenshaw, we had metal detectors on the way in, bro. We getting patted down. Hey man, I mean, I, I would say that we were on the other side, literally, right? Yep. On the other side of Crenshaw. It was the same exact thing going on. Like, you know, you couldn't enter the game without law enforcement with metal detectors. It was serious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, um, you know, off the court had a lot to do with you even making it to practice. And, and you know, we were just different. We were tougher. It was a little bit different. I mean, I don't even think we, so we were tougher than I feel like some of the children are today, but our dads and then was even tougher than us. You know, you know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. So, um, you know, it was a different era, man. It was, it was a lot, it was a lot more distractions yeah. with gangs, um, with survival in the inner city, which is, you know, you know, they use the word bullying today. Like, I mean, what? Like It wasn't. <laughs> that, was a, that was the way and that's what i tell folks about today like how this bullying stuff i'm like man i wish i would have grew up man just on just you wake up you walking out the house and somebody gonna say something to you that could be considered bullying but you had to have thick skin and know how to respond it was you had to mature really fast and control yeah. your emotions okay yeah get your emotions intact you know you have to understand the psychological part of what's going on here and then you have to make a decision whether Ooh. you was gonna, whether you was going to go that way or not the support systems from your pops you know marcus and all of our pops the baileys the murrays yep. you know the elders yes, our, our our support system had to be extremely strong for us not to go in it. and we dabbled all of us we yeah. all kind of we all kind of broke a window or we all kind of like <laughs> grabbed a pistol or and thought about it. Like, okay, wait, 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 you know, I got to make a decision. Um, but those support systems, you know, was in place for us and we were fortunate. A lot of kids didn't have some of those support systems and they drifted um, and they drifted too far. You know what I mean? So the, the challenges then, like you're talking about, you know, I mean, you know, on the campus of Morningside, and, and no offense to Morningside, because I'm I'm representing Morningside. I mean, it was like a little yard for a minute. You know, you had to you had to, you know you don't yep. don't walk that way. Oh yeah, and don't look that way. Um, you know, you just look straight and you go to practice and you just stay out of that kind of stuff. 
um, these days uh, kids have their different challenges, you know, social media and, you know, you know, being, you know, extrovert or whatever, the, whatever they're into now is different. They have different stuff to think about. When we were in, when we were in school, you know, we had to focus on something to not focus on something, which was the other stuff, um, you know, gangs, drugs, ditching school, all that yeah. kind of stuff was, was prevalent. And uh, we all had an outlet. If we didn't have that outlet of bouncing the basketball and that support system connected, we probably would have drifted as well. So, you know, um, but kudos, <laughs> kudos to the support systems. And to stay on that topic of uh, support systems, um, the Baileys and the Murrays and all these fathers, and my dad, everybody that you mentioned, they kind of kept us in check, but it was almost by, it wasn't a direct keeping you in check, but it was just like, you just had these people that had expectations of you. And so you knew, like, you know, we saw Mr. Murray, you, next time you saw him, you wanted to be, you know, in better shape than it was, or you wanted to look better. And, you know, Mr. O'Bannon, whoever it was, like these, these were people that you actually, I would leave and think about because they, they were affecting my life. I feel like it, it's gotten away from that a little bit. I feel like people nowadays, and I don't want to get too deep into this topic, but to people nowadays, they take, you know, you have your, your own little unit of support and that's it. They ain't messing with these guys, dad. They ain't messing with this guy, dad. Cause his dad might be trying to get him to play on my team and all this other stuff. So politics is different. Man. It, 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 came, it came too far down. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like the NBA at the sixth grade level already. And, and facts, you know what I mean? Um, facts. It is, it's like a snatch and grab. And what I want to preach and what I'm trying to do, and I got to lead by example, right? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm getting into this deep and I'm putting, you know, my name, my reputation, things I've built on the line because I want to make some changes. You know, until we understand that aligning ourselves together as mentors, as colleagues, and not trying to take from one another, we can build these communities back up. But if we are fighting and um, not being transparent and not trusting one another, then we can't expect our next generations to be any better than what we're doing, you know? And I'm getting into mentoring, I'm getting into tutoring, I'm getting into like community activist stuff because, you know, you know, it's my time. And if I can use my small name or voice in the community, let's do it. And things like this help, right? Um, because we can reach populations. But until we men together in these communities, we're colleagues, we're brothers, we've been doing this. Let's 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 try to come together and align ourselves and not try to, you know, be shady and do shady stuff. Let's tell the truth. Let's 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 work on it. Let's be you know productive. Um, and uh, uh, and that's kind of how we change this stuff. So, you know, Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, bro. <laughs> Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I think also Dom is just realizing how our power or our influence or and not being cocky about it or anything like that, but understanding that we we do affect how yeah. this next generation sees things, thinks about stuff. They're looking to us for, you know, guidance at times. And so being a mentor takes a lot of there's a lot of responsibility associated with that. But I feel like 
as as guys like us, basketball players that grew up in certain type of situations, we know all the right things to do. Now, whether or not we've done them is a whole nother story, but tell you what, we know facts. We know what to tell these kids. We know what to tell them to keep them on the right track. And and I'm very, um, I'm I'm proud uh, and pleased to hear that you're taking it upon yourself to give back because you had a career in business that I need you to just kind of talk to us about you for the last 10, 15 years, you're working in the business space. Talk a little bit about how, what made you decide to transition from the corporate America into high school basketball coaching? You know, that's a, that's a really good and touchy uh, subject. Number one, you know, you know, as a sports athlete and as a professional athlete, we all have these like dreams, these dreams, dreams don't really die right they just stay alive and you know one of my dreams was to always be able uh, to like run my own business because you know coming from the inner city you know one of the things you 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 kind of you know inner you know internalize is like yo you know you know if i sit at the top i have to make maybe i can make the most money it all it, it kind of just just straight ahead with that right like so it's like you know being a basketball player and we didn't make half the money we didn't have an opportunity to make half the money that these guys are making today and 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 when your dad and all them was playing i mean it was a fracture so you still have this dream about being successful and with that it's like fame and like being good at something you know making a little bit of money you know putting your legacy on any on something and i always wanted to do that so you know, when I decided to unlace my shoes and at 27 years old, I did a little earlier than a lot of people. You know, my last season, I was like, you know, I wanted to make the NBA. And I thought that the path with going overseas or playing in the CBA, ABA, uh, you know, workouts, individual private workouts, whatever was going on, you know, whether it be with the Clippers or the Jazz, we had all these runs. And I thought about it and I said, you know, every summer I come back, I really don't have anything solid. You know, I have to wait till August to see what, where this thing takes me. Every year I was like, I don't know. Moms would say, what are you going to do next year? I'm like, I don't know. I'm actually waiting for a call, right? We're all waiting for that call. Yep. And that call comes in and you may not like that first call but you don't know if there's a second or third call and you have to make that decision fast. It might be leaving at six in the morning, the next damn day. And I don't have, I can't even say bye to anybody. So that kind of started to dwell on, you know, Hey, I need some security in life. I started to mentally mature a little bit. And I said, you know what? I want to, I want to switch gears. And it's very difficult to switch gears from basketball to a business professional. Yes, sir. And, it, it took some grind, Chris. It, it really, really, really challenged me mentally. It actually, it actually helped me to how I, you know, to figure out who I am because we all got to figure that out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I went back and got my undergrad because I thought I would make it in basketball. It was a few credits short at New Mexico State. Went back, finished that in 2005. And then I said, you know, I got I to gotta find something substantial. What is that? You know, I started researching stuff which is the hardest part coming from, you know, no experience 
Yeah. With no job. Nothing. The whole new industry. It's a whole new industry. That you don't even know what time it is. You got to find out everything from scratch, bro. You got to learn it all. <laughs> People are asking me, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't even know what I can do, Chris. I don't know. I don't even know what these job titles mean. You know, to be a director of operations, like what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was, it was a lot of scattered research, you know, talking to a small business administration, learning this, or how do you start this? Or what's an LLC? And I mean, it got just, it got just pieces floating from everywhere. And I said, no, 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 no. I got to go back to school to learn this the right way. Cause that's my base. That's my platform. So I went back at 38 to get my master's in business and finance. That's when I was able to say, okay, I can now have conversations in the corporate world about certain subjects. And it's just because you felt confident that you had a grasp of the information. Could this have been something, Dom, that you could have also learned, though, through mentorship or working, you know, in corporate America? Or did you specifically need to go back and learn from school? These are these are excellent questions. These are excellent questions, because had I had I did this. At 25, yes, I could have went through the corporate mentorship. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. at 38, time was ticking, and I was like, yeah. I need it now. Yeah. So I, I took the route of not depending on how slow it I needed deadlines. So I know if I finish this in two years, I can now do this. Mm-hmm. So time wasn't on my side. And that's an excellent question because that's the that's why I took the route, because I needed it now. And I yeah. couldn't. I I'm not I'm a young puppy, you know, I can't, yeah. I don't have the time to get that 10 years experience and catapult up the ladder. Like mm-hmm. I needed to come in with some sort of impact mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the degree was one thing, but then there was a lack of experience. Yeah. So I still had to start from the bottom. Yeah. 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 But I, but I was an athlete, um, ex-athlete and uh, you know, I was very competitive and, and I paid attention to detail. You know, and that's why I felt I was a really good basketball player because I did all the little things. And I ended up working my way up at this firm. I started to do, I created a sports division to like, you know, manage athletes, money at the firm. Like I, it, was, it was going great. And I said, you know what? You know, I'm making decent money, but I want, but my passion wasn't there. So I, I, I branched off and did my own thing. And I did that for 10 years. So I managed money, did all the reporting, did all the financial work, all the business management affairs for clients, you know, built a bio and did that for 10 years. Um, And that's what I've been doing, basically. Now I'm selling half the business and I'm just going to concentrate on basically just getting distributions from the work I put in, Mm -hmm. you know, equity in the business. So I'm Mm -hmm. taking a step back in leadership. Uh, I'm not going to be the CEO anymore, basically Mm -hmm. sit on the board. Mm-hmm. As a chair and an advisor, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's kind of like a retirement kind of thing. Sure. Uh, um, but um, but I but now I want to get active in the community. You know, I want to get active in the community. I want to get active in sports. I want to get back. So that's kind of like a, you know, a slope up and then kind of sort of a plateau out. Um, wow. So I've been doing that for about 10, 12 years now. I left that firm in two thousand and ten, and I've been independent doing my own stuff for about ten, about ten years. Yeah. I mean, when I saw you, they featured you, uh, I think it was on the, the Morningside Five one where, you know, they were showing you kind of in the office, hanging out with your with your colleagues and just the banter, bro. Like, I know, I know you. 
And then look, we all chameleons, okay? We all chameleons, and we've all me and you specifically have always been able to yeah. be chameleons, like probably not a lot of dudes can in our era. I'm just gonna keep it a hundred with wow. you. Okay, yeah. so so to but to see it and like just you was doing it, I forgot what you were doing, but it, it resonated with me. So, like, and this is gonna sound like some nerdy shit, Don, but this like you created an Excel sheet. And you did something on the Excel. You had you were color coded and you had formulas or you did something real fly. Yeah. Bruh, when I first learned how to do that, I felt like and I didn't learn how to do it. Till I was 38, 39. I felt like the man like I like I, I was a, I had a wetter for yeah. 50. You yeah. feel you feel like the man when you create a bomb ass Excel sheet. Yes. Duh. You don't understand. I'm watching it, though. I'm like, ah, look at that. I'm, I'm geeking out over your Excel sheet, bruh. I swear I was on it. Proud. Was I was proud as hell. Proud. You was proud. Because right. everybody in the office was like, hey, look what Don made. Look what Don did. You know, look, I was the only brother in the entire firm. Mm -hmm. um, the, only, the only brother in the firm sure. that worked on accounts. Um, the other brothers were in different areas of the firm, but they didn't work in the on the accounts, which is the money, you know, sure, maybe sure. file room or, you know, other services, should I say. And mm -hmm. um, very, very cool story is how I got that job is um, coaching at Brentwood High School. You never know how things happen. I was an assistant coach at Brentwood High School and met a, met a, a gentleman um, um, that was, uh, that went to Brentwood and, um, you know, he was coaching pro bono, um, didn't need any stipend or anything like that. And through our season, we became like really, really close. And I'm talking about like opposite cultures here. Absolutely. 100% opposite cultures. You know, Morningside High School, Brentwood School, like totally opposite. And he learned a lot from me, from my culture. And I learned a ton from him and his culture. And I was like, you know, you know, life after basketball in transition of what I'm going to be doing next, you know, kind of stay attached to it, but not really like full on, like I'm going to be now. And I was reaching out to resources to say, Hey man, you know, I need a job. You know, I'm trying to do this. I'm in school at the time. I was in my master's program. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, if you could make a call to anyone, anyone, I was just hungry. And he made a call to his cousin who knew the boss or the a partner in charge at the firm that I ended up working for. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, he made the connection and uh, I waited for two years and the guy that connected me with the partner in charge gave me a call and said, you know, are you still in the market? And I said, yes. And he said, when can you start? And I said, tomorrow. And he hired me. And that guy has been a mentor in my life. He's become my business partner. He's become an investor in my business. Um, I worked under him for seven years and then now he became a, a partner in my company raised millions of dollars for my business. And now I have that resource. Um, and his name is Ken Coelho. He works at the firm Armanino. Um, so through these small connections, man, you know, and if you keep your head on straight and you build, you know, some things happen and, you know, you know, that job, my only job came through a relationship through basketball. So you just never know what happens in this world. Um, you just got to be ready uh, and you got to keep going up. Um, so I'm blessed. And I, and I only tell that story because, um, you know, the last 10 years of my life 
has been a tribute to that small connection at Brentwood and that friend of mine who's still friends today um, that helped propel me and like, you know, helped me in my life, man. So that's, that's a touchy, that's a touchy one for me because it came through a very, very small, small window, but yeah. it impacted my life for the last 15 years. Oh yeah, man. Sometimes you, the things that impact you the most, uh, they don't seem like they're a big deal at first. I mean, I had a situation that I, got involved with in 2011 uh, with the tech company out of uh, Sausalito, California. But I met the guy through Steve Lavin. I happened to be working Lav's camp, basketball camp out in New York. This guy had an iPad, an iPhone app. He was trying to get off. You know, you can do the digital scouting, take photos, audio, the whole night, you know, shoot it up to the cloud, you know, down, print out reports, PDFs, shot charts. So he's, he's trying to sell Lav on be, becoming sort of like a, a spokesman for this or be endorsed the product or whatever. So Lav wanted me to come along because I had in 2008, I had tried to develop an iPhone a video game with a company called Artificial Life out of Hong Kong. So we had T.O., Manny Pacquiao, we, you know, all in talks to make some games. So I had to do a bunch of just downloading of research in my brain about, you know, Apple, the Apple code, the iPhone, what time it was, how, how, how it worked. So anyway. I'm well-versed when, by the time this meeting comes with this guy, his name by the guy by the name of Greg, Greg gets, is impressed. I have a command on everything he's talking about. This dude hires me. I worked for him for seven and a half years after that, Dom traveled all over the country with him, went to the MIT conference, uh, Sloan sports analytics conference several times, bruh. But just to your point about these small connections through basketball, it's like, if you're at the right place and at the right time, and you understand how to deal with people in a positive way, you can get far. And that's one of the things that as a mentor, one of my first things I talk to kids about, man, is it's how to nourish, cultivate and maintain lifelong relationships with folks, man. Uh, it is. It really is. And, it, you know, I learned that late. Um, I can't lie. Me too, bro. Me too, bro. I really did. Like, I, I, I really learned that late. And, and that's OK. You know, once you learn it, you just hone it, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but that's like, you know, that's part of the message, you know, of giving back in the community and like telling these kids how important, you know, cause I still got, I mean, I'm sure you got all these relationships for 20, 30 years. I mean, look how we could do it. You know, we could yeah, pick for sure. yesterday. Um, you know, if I seen your pops out and it's just like yesterday, yep. um, these relationships don't really go anywhere. They just, they just, they just maintain that value. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and it, like you said, it could take a long way. And so I'm blessed to have that happen. And then, you know, being in this situation is, is, is a big deal for me. So I can pass along yeah. you know, some of the stuff that we've been through. I mean, you know, if it ain't us, you know, it's the next one. So it might as well be us. So, yeah, I think teaching these kids about just insane work ethic is a good start because, uh, you know, work ethic takes, takes care of a lot of things. You know, you can cover up a lot of just, you know, deficiencies and inefficiencies or whatever. But if your ass is there, you clock it in and you're doing them 12, 14 hours every day consistency, it's going to be a level of respect for you that others won't get. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But um, I wanted to talk. To, I wanted to find out something. So Kelvin Sampson recruited me heavy at Washington State. OK, he was rocking with me. He was rocking with my game. He was calling me all the time. I, I love that dude. I literally I was I wanted to go. because I loved him. I was curious how not about the basketball part, because I always got a sense about Kelvin from a basketball perspective. But I've always curious about how he handled you guys off the court yeah. as as a coach. How was your experience playing for him? 
off the court? Yeah. Um, you know, I was 17. And, um, you know, when you are battling, understanding who you are and someone challenges you, you don't know if it's for the good or the, or the, or the bad, right? Um, but but what you do, what you what coach did instill is from a basketball perspective is, you know, you kind of like had to either love or hate to do because yeah. he was gonna he was gonna get in your stuff. Right? <laughs> he he demanded he dem- all he really and he didn't get this he didn't get this while you were like, you know, when he's talking to you you don't really get it like that because you're young you're trying to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. But all he really, really, truly wanted you to do from a basketball perspective was to play your hardest. And you know how hard that is to get out of a young man when he thinks he's nice. Yeah, for sure. He he wants to turn it on when he wants to turn it on. Yeah. Coach is going, look, I get it, but that doesn't work here. You surrender. you, You have to surrender to me as a coach. And excuse me, as, as a player, you have to surrender to me as a coach because there's no other way. And if you could, as a young man, you know, you know, learning your emotion, you battle that. You're like, man, oh, man, why are you always on my head? You know, why are you always on my back? You know, free. but no, what he was doing is bringing out the best in you, because if you don't play hard, we won't know ever. And it's not a light switch. So on the basketball court, what Kelvin did is he brought the best out of us because he demanded us to play hard. If you watch Houston University today, they play hard. They play hard, bro. <laughs> they may not do a whole lot of stuff on offense, Coach. Don't 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 kill me here, Coach. If you hear this, they do a whole lot of stuff like other programs on offense. But you look at that rebounding category or loose ball category. <laughs> Plus 20 on guys. They play hard. That's really their bread and butter. Now, that got confused with off the court because you didn't know if the dude liked you or loved you. <laughs> because you were still in your feelings. You, you was like, yeah. oh, I don't know if I should approach this dude. I'm, I'm kind of still mad at him because he made me run or he was talking about how soft I was, which we can't do these days. Yeah. So, um, but then people tell you, when a coach stops talking to you. That's when you need to be worried. Yeah. <laughs> that's, when you're, that's when you need to be worried, bro. He was always talking to me. Yeah. He cared. He yeah. cared, he cared, he cared. Um, and I was I was I was a little young because I only had Kelvin for one year. Um and, Oh, then Kevin Eastman came? Or who, Kevin Eastman. But it feels like I played for Kelvin for four years. Wow. I talked to Kelvin last week. Oh. Um, you know, Kelvin at a 40, as for, at 46, I love Kelvin because now I get it. Yeah. He is better off the court than he is on the court because he cares. And, and you don't, you don't, you, you draw the, you can't really, put those together from a basketball perspective at 17 and off the court because you're like, watch out, dude. You know, it's like, you know, like your parents say, oh, go talk to your teacher after class, right? Yeah. Build yeah. a relationship with the teacher. You'll learn more. And you're like, yeah. I talk to my teacher. It was the same thing with Kelvin. So I want to start, I want to stay farther, farthest away from him 
when I was younger because I felt I'm, I'm mad at this dude. You know, if I, if I, this dude's gonna talk some shit. Um, but as you grow older, you know, if you look at his staff today, they all us. They all like if mm-hmm. if you know, like you was coaching, yeah, if you was coaching, you would be mm-hmm. with Kirk, or you would be with Lavender, you mm-hmm. would be whoever you were with. And sure. he's a family dude. He yeah. takes care of his own. He cares about his players. All of us have relationships with Kelsman. Um, and I only had one year with him. Um, and it feels like it feels like I've been with the dude for four years. He 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 claims you know, that I was the best point guard he's ever had, but regardless of whoever went to the NBA or not, mm-hmm. he just feels in his heart that I was one of his best point guards, which is attributing the honor for me because he's a Hall of Famer. No yeah. um, so that was the thing. Like, off the court, the dude is – the dude is like his heart is huge for, for his dudes – you know what I mean? He, he's really a he's really a true dude, and uh, uh, you know, and I'm and I'm pleased and honored to say that. You know, I can call coach right now, and mm-hmm. you know, and it's like it's like a mentor, it's like a big brother, it's like an uncle. Like he mm-hmm. he'll do anything in his power to help and assist and support. When a lot of guys may not pick up the phone, you know, they're too big. He's, he's big time now. You know, he's big time. He's different than he was when he was coaching at Washington State. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he, he's really earned his position. He's made some decisions and, you know, it's cost him in certain places. But, you know, we all got to pick up and keep it rolling. And, and I'm proud of Coach. Absolutely. Glad to see him get a, a second chance. And, and this time around, he's, he's actually – He's really shocked me. As he, got, far as, he got Houston pops. He shocked the hell out of me. And I knew Houston had the resources and I knew Houston was like an up and coming situation, but I did not realize they was going to be in the final four last or two years ago, whatever they made it. And then last year they looked great in the tournament. Big job, big time job by, by coach Sampson. Fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. 
As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now, after Washington State, you went to New Mexico State and played for a year. Then you finished in New Mexico and now you're on the NBA radar and you're looking at playing professionally. What was, how far did the NBA journey take you? Did you hit a training camp where you play an exhibition season? And then how, like how important was it to you personally to make the league? You know, so I'll take it back. Like, you know, I was, uh, uh, my, my sophomore year, I led the pack in assists mm-hmm. and that I felt was like the hottest time of my career. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. although I went on to play pro and I had a cup of tea in the league and the workouts, I think the hottest time of my career was, was during that sophomore season. And I'd had, three individual workouts on campus at Washington state. And the first was the supersonics because they were the closest to the campus. And, uh, a Casey came down and worked me out with, uh, with Tim. What was Tim's last name? Gergovich. Had me like, I mean, he was the workout King at that time. So yeah, I really got a taste 
you know, but I was only like 18. I just turned 18 as a sophomore. I was young because I, you know, I was young. And Tim, I had Tim and Casey, and they put it on me. And um, then I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is a different level. So that was the first workout. And then I had another workout by Utah. And then I had a workout by the Spurs. All in the same, like, three-week, four-week span. And they worked me and Isaac Fontaine out. Mm. And, uh, Mark Hendrickson. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of like our thing. And uh, um, three different positions, you know, uh, and we had our workouts. So that, what I felt, was the hottest. And then um, I transferred. And then when I transferred, I felt like, okay, now I'm in my right class because I was up a season. I wasn't supposed to be in 93. I was supposed to be 94. So then I went to New Mexico State. I had an okay season. Um, I got newcomer of the year. Uh, but it wasn't the pack. It was different playing against Jason Kidd and Tyus and Brevin and Stace and Cameron Murray. And, you know, it was yeah. just a different echelon. Yeah. And uh, I did okay, but I, don't, I didn't think it was powerful enough to get drafted. Right. So, you know, I, I did what everybody else did. Got an agent and I was told, okay, you might be in the second, late second rounder. Um, if not, you know, we have these, trade agreements and we can get you in the camp and all that kind of like secondary stuff. So it wasn't just a clear dom you're going to get drafted. Um, and a lot of us had to do that. So after that, once I realized I wasn't going to, you know, walk in there, I was like, okay, what's plan B? And I was talking to a lot of guys that were similar in that similar position of, you know, on a borderline of making it to the NBA, but then there's still life after, you know, there's still a career here. Um, and they were telling me, look, you know, you need to concentrate on, you know, making a substantial amount of money over a period of time. You know, it's not the NBA route, but now you're a professional. You know, you can go overseas or you can try to stay in the minor leagues. And and um, my decision, like other people, was like, you know what, I don't want to go to – because we only had the CBA at the time. It wasn't like the D League. It wasn't like the G League. It wasn't like yeah. the – all this other stuff. <laughs> we had the CBA. That's it. And the CBA was paying, you know, two, three hundred dollars a week for our <laughs> max. And I was like, dude, I'm, I felt like I like, like I was like, I felt like I needed to do more than that. Um, so I went overseas and I got uh, a first opportunity in Israel. Okay. How was that? How was that experience in Israel? Israel was, you know what, man, is, you know, if we didn't have Google. We didn't have YouTube, so I had to pick up a damn encyclopedia. Classic. I had to pick up a <laughs> Britannica or whatever. Going, huh? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, moms had them all stacked up. Yeah, all stacked, bro. And I was like, well, where's this place at? And I had to pick it up. And that was like old pictures. So I had no idea exactly what was going on. So when I got there, um, and uh, kind of learn the history, the culture, because Israel's deep. Um, oh, yeah. Learn the culture, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's when, like, that's when it, like, like, my exposure went to, like, another level. It was like, wow, okay, you know, here's America, but, like, wow, here's customs different over here. There's the culture's different over here. The values are different, you know. Oh, yeah. And then, um, and then there was, you know, um, you know, all these beautiful women in Israel. 
um, that we have no idea what goes on in all these places. The Mediterranean Sea is there. Yeah. You know, it's 85 degree. You can see to the bottom of the water. And then, you know, there, you know, you know, there's, you know, the people look different. I mean, it was, it was hot. <laughs> it's cracking. It really, really okay. Hot. The night was hot, you know. Like, <laughs> and they spoke English. Yes. They spoke English in Israel. And I was just like, that's like one of the best kept secrets. I know. Uh, so to this day, um, I took a lot of what I learned that first year in Israel, um, and I internalized that because they're, you know, they got strong culture, you know, they got strong religion, they got they got some real good values. And uh, try to you know come over here where we're at and, and steal those. Um, so that was my first gig, and then um, I left there. I, I actually like did really good in like one of these like tournaments, and then one of the agents or sponsors from a team in uh, Austria was like, "We'll pay you to get out of this contract and come to Austria and play for us." And I was just like. This is it. So I left that team and went to uh, Austria. Mm, how was Austria? It's next to Germany, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So Austria was a different beast. You know, um, you know, um, it, it was it was it was slower than Israel. Like I was like, yo, what did I just do? Like I was just like I was just popping and now I'm not. It was a lot more structured, um, a lot more. It was, it was historical. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the people with Deutsch, you know, it was, it was different. Uh, it was cold, you know, it was freezing cold. Now it's like, I felt like I was back in Pullman, Washington where the, <laughs> but you, you was ready for that. I mean, I was, I mean, I, okay, hold on. I was, I could do it, but like, I was just like, yo, I thought I was in Cali. I was just in Cali in Israel, you know, but then I was like, yo, back to the snow. So it was cool. I had the basketball was very good. Um, we had some really good goods and I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I became, you know, one of the, you know, locals, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I became a part of their community. And again, another good learning experience, man. Um, and I enjoyed my time. We ended up winning the championship there. Nice. Um, and uh, that's when I kind of got like my fever again. I was like, yo, you know, you win a championship in Europe. You might get a look. These days, you win a championship, you, you might get a look in the league. Oh, absolutely. Back you know, then, it was a little tougher. They weren't they weren't in the building as much as they are now. The game, the game, right? You're right. It was we were coming through that era where it was very athletic. Yeah, everything just went from fundamentals and skills to just raw athleticism, and that was that transition from you know the the Norm Nixons and the Magics and the. And then it went to like, you know, like the guys that could just bounce, the Vince Carters and, you know, all these kind of Yeah, guys. the bounce. It, just, it was a bounce era. And <laughs> you remember that, right? I mean, guys yes. take layups, guys couldn't pull up jump shot, guys couldn't dribble with their left hand, but they could jump. And, 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 and they were long. So the game changed. And, and, then, and nowadays, we kind of lost, we kind of lost a little bit. I feel personally, it's me personally, kind of feel like we lost a little bit of skill set. And now that's why we got a lot more Europeans in our league because they have less athleticism and more fundamentals. Absolutely. You see them being able to compete now and not to knock their athleticism, but they play the game differently. And I mean, you know that for a fact, because you play. And, yeah, but anytime a guy like Jokic and Doncic can dominate the NBA, 
Jokic and Donkic are the two most dominant dudes. They they be serving dudes. Serving dudes. And they make you look bad. Jokic will give you 50, 18, and 16, dog, against whoever you putting over there. Giannis, it don't matter. It's like, how? It trips me out, but I think it's a credit to what you exactly what you're saying. It's, it's, a, it's an IQ also associated with the bat with their game too like they have an advanced iq they were taught certain principles about the game that weren't necessarily as emphasized with us and i think that you you said it perfectly that's why they've caught up so quickly and are now dominating the 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 league yes yeah but after austria so you win a championship in austria how you're about what 24 25? No, oh, I was, yeah, about 24 when I won that championship. It's, but you retired three years later. What happened in between Austria and retirement? So I went back to uh, Ramadan, back to Israel for a short period. And then um, I, I, was, I was supposed to go to Spain to play. And then it was that call situation again. It was like, hey, we're trying to negotiate. Mm little bit more money um and then, but you got this window and austria had called me back again saying we want you back because i i left austria to go to try to you know make some money i think i played in the ibl sorry after i after austria i played this is so long ago after austria i played in the ibl for yeah. the, for the Des Moines Dragons. Oh, wow. With that, like, idea of staying local, staying in the States, and being brought up for a 10-day. And, you know, States was doing that. Guys was doing that. And I was like, all right, I just won a championship. My name is ringing. I'm actually putting up, like, 30, 40 in the Long Beach Summer Leagues. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm this was my hot time after college. And, uh um, I ended up playing the IBL for a year thinking that I would get, uh, uh, you know, uh, brought up as a, for a 10 day, but did that for a whole year. We actually went to the championship. I think we lost championship or something like that. But then after that, that's when I went back overseas and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to the NBA. I'm 25 years old. And if I had not made it after I won a championship Europe, it's probably not going to be my thing. So I had a couple tryouts again. For the Lakers, I had tryouts for, um, I think it was like the Lakers and the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And I, I, at that time, you know, like you were talking about earlier is, you know, you and I have a different, you know, mindset about how, how we pick up on things. And my antennas went up and I go, okay, even if I do get a cup of coffee in the NBA, I'm not going to be playing minutes. Mm. I'm going to be on a practice squad. I'm going to yeah. be you know, sort of, you know, in the background. I'm like, I don't know if I want that. Um, I basically want to continue learning myself. And going overseas, being there for eight months by yourself, you learn yourself. And uh, I just said, you know, I'm just going to finish my career overseas. So I did that, went back to Austria for another two years. And um, my last year, I came back and played in the ABA for the, I want to say the LA Stars or I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's it. (laughs) Something like that. That's it. And then after that, I was like, I'm not going back overseas. So that's when I was like, fuck, I'm going back to school. And I think I went back to school to get my undergrad in psychology in 2004. And that was a wrap. Yeah. So that's kind of like my, my journey. You know, I played 
you know, three or four years overseas, something like that, five years overseas, and then a couple of minor league years um, and figured out, like, you know, you know, I need to, like, establish myself in America. Like, absolutely I live, I'm coming home in the summers, you know, you know, like everybody else, bringing as much cash money as you can back home, but I don't have, like, a residence, you know, I'm like, you know, living with moms or, you know, like trying to, you know, live with a chick for that period of time until yeah. I'm back. And that got played out. Oh, yeah. Personally, it just got. Yeah, you get tired of that. You get tired of that. I need a life. I need to be established. Where am I living at? You know, you know I need a woman. Like, you know what I mean? I started to think about life. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I, I cut it short and went back to school, man. And then, um, you know, as we touched on earlier, that kind of started my journey. Man, being overseas, there's always that level of loneliness that take kind of takes over when you, especially when you are gone for extended periods of time and you have all this time to be thinking about yourself and learning yourself and basically free time to do nothing but time to kill. That's it. You got time to kill to the next practice, to the next meal, whatever it is. <laughs> so yeah. I, in Qatar, I learned a lot about myself uh, over the course of four years, you know, playing over there overseas. And then I also realized when I got back home, just how far behind uh, in, certain in certain areas, man, because everybody's, you know, let's just like the workforce. And you touched on it earlier. You got your degree, but no experience. And they want experience. If you just like a guy that just came out of college. So like they looking at you, man, you ain't got no mentorship. Like you ain't did an internship, man. You was playing basketball. Like, how does that kind of trend? And that's the, the same things I ran into where lack of job experience did equate it to being passed over for opportunities. But once like you talked about that one foot in the door. Hey, 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 that one foot in the door, bro. Kick it open. And, that and that's a testament to us and folks that are cut from the cloth that we are, that all we need is an opportunity. OK, so, and so, to get in these rooms that so, we so-called couldn't handle and don't know how to whatever. OK, put me there and let's see how that's going to end up. And I think Dob, you, you're you're a perfect example of, of that type of situation, my yeah. brother. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was there any moment during the retirement when you're so young and back in school? Was there any moment that you said? man, I kind of want to get back out there. Were you still playing pickup? Were you still staying in shape? Did, did anything come up to where you kind of had to make another serious choice in yeah. life? Okay, talk to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't done Yeah. physically. I was done physically and emotionally. Mm. Mentally, I was done because, you know, I had not achieved what I was set out to do. And that's what I busted my butt to do was to, you know, I made every meeting, I made every gym. What I did not do, and I could live with it, is I didn't do as much as I should have done when it comes to like, you know, the little things like touching the line, drinking milkshakes, not partying. I didn't do that. So I wasn't rewarded. All right. I slapped because I thought I was good. I thought I could turn it on. Yeah, so as a man now, you know, a lot of us, have to live with some of this and we got to understand like did you really truly do everything 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 <laughs> that's a great way to put it you know what i mean and you can fool yourself by saying yes but i saw and i know guys 
that they did more than I did. They weren't as talented. They may not have been as good, but they were because they did all that other stuff. What I just kind of kept it at a certain level. Um, and kudos to though, but that, that's kind of like the, the maturity, right? Um, so I, 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 I had some like, I had some, some, some days where I was 27 years old, 28 years old, and I would go and play around or play with guys that were still doing it. States was still doing it. Um, I would go to the real run and play in the real run and guys would be like, Dom, you can go right now. And I'm like, I'm tired of hearing that. Guys like BD, you know, got Dom, like, yo, like BD is my dude. He, like you was the kid, Paul, like all these guys, like, man, you can go now. And I'm like, I'm tired of hearing that. You know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm just here to hoop because I love to hoop, but like I've, 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 I've checked out. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Man. Time I was like, you know what? I can go get a contract and make some money right now and yeah. just throw this, throw this mindset out the window and get back to this. But then I was like, nah, you know, I, I've come too far with making the decision to quit, to stop, not quit, but to stop. And that was challenging, man, because I know guys that continue to do it until they were 37. And I had a 10 year head start on them in terms of what you were talking about, transitioning into real life. <laughs> You know, being able to do Excel, being able, <laughs> being able to search and use a computer in today's society. I mean, yes, bro. Attach a PDF, attach a PDF to yeah. an email. <laughs> we, take those, we take those things for granted because we bounced and we was rocking and we competed and we worked on our bodies, you know, and we worked on our mind, we worked on our image, you know, we worked on our persona to the media. I mean, we were we were entertainers, so we had to transition to, you know, doing different skills, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, guys that didn't stop when I stopped, when they did stop at a later age, they had to, they had to do the same things I did. So, you know, I just made a decision to, uh, to unlace mine a little earlier and to get into the real work. Like I had no idea about, you know, interest, interest rates, real estate. Like I'm real estate illiterate at the time. Like I couldn't have, I couldn't have conversations with adults that, yeah. you know, uh, tax returns, um, I know. I'm writing this off. Yeah. What, what? what do you, what, what do you mean? Right. What are you talking about? What people do you mean? <laughs> my room. People wash my, my laundry. I don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't book my whole, I don't book my rental cars. I don't, that was like a lost skill. And, um, yeah. And then when you hang it up, you're like, oh, I got to do everything myself now? I don't even know. What is this? And um, so that, you know, with that, with that, like you said earlier, Chris, was a big one. The confidence. Hmm. As I started to learn more and get more confident in the real world, it allowed me to go out and raise money, start a business, do what you're doing. Like, yeah. I, had to re I had to learn how to walk again after sports is how I kind of put it. So, so true. Like you're saying attach a PDF, like that was a mystery. <laughs> hey, it sounds easy, but it sounds like people in the business world who have been working since they were 18, 19 years old and we didn't. Yeah. Like, what? Attach a PDF. Like that's yeah. yeah. They're laughing at you. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's, that, that's, that's been my, that's been like the advantage. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. 
So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And I think that your competitive nature, our competitive nature as athletes come out when we get placed in those corporate settings. Because what you what you realize about the corporate setting is, yeah, I work with a bunch of white dudes and white white women too. I was the only brother. But they all wanted, were, wanted to be athletes. They all had a drive. They all was competitive more than me about stuff. They knew, they know about everything. Like in, in my particular situation, I was surrounded by people that were sports heads. So right. the, the culture was always, we're trying to beat each other on sales on this. We're trying to beat each other a month in who's getting the bonus. We got two tickets, uh, five tickets to the Giants game, but whoever sells the most this month, stuff like that. And so right. now I'm getting geeked because I'm like, wait a minute. Now we can have a little fun. And I think that's the part where our athletic prowess comes out as adults and and while you're working in that type of setting. But make no mistake about it, bro. When I first started and had to relearn everything, teach myself how to walk again, it takes hours and hours and hours of studying, research, knowledge, soaking up YouTube videos, soaking up how to do. I was on. I was Mr. How to do. I'm not asking nobody because I'm embarrassed, Dom. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to ask a grown person. How do I? <laughs> Dom. I don't know if it's like a stupid question. Are you supposed to know this? I got to I got to go. Yeah. I get it. I, get I was it. right there, too, bro. <laughs> a lot of us are and some of us you know, are, are not coming out with that. And they probably, it's the, it's the, it's the trust in yourself. Like, you know, some people don't grow up with that trust and that and exposure, you know, some people don't grow up with exposure. They're scared to say, I don't know what you mean. You know, you can use a word and I'm sitting there like going, shaking my head. Yes, but I have no clue. And if I'm, if I have a trust in me, I'm going to say, Hey, hold on, Chris, what does that word mean? And I'm not afraid for you to judge me if I don't know that. So a lot of us sports athletes have to cross that barrier, you know, find out and saying, like, I don't know what, I don't know what that means, man. Or I need yeah. some help. Yeah. I need some help, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've, I've had to experience that. Um, and, and now I, now it's a part of me. It's like, I wish I would have known that when I was a little younger, like we always do that. You know, I wish I'd have known how big resources was and, you know, that old saying about hey, what, what you know is who you know. Like, you got to keep those resources intact. You know, you do. Yeah. It, means, it means the world to you and, and, and them as well. You know, you just never know. I think the thing that I realized the most out of my transition in that whole situation was just how, how little I knew and how much pride I had because I didn't want people to know. I'm serious. I'm like, I had, bro, pride is some stuff, dog. You, you, you will miss out on a lifetime of stuff because you got some pride about X, Y, or Z. So I used to have this pride and want to tell people or I, I, want, I wanted to act like I knew everything all the time. Confidence, what you're talking about. You're right. but, 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 but here's what you learn, that asking questions is the move. Like asking questions is the move, dog. Like hey, that's no, the move. No, that's right. All right. But we sitting here thinking it's like it's like a death sentence if you ask a question. Oh, don't ask no questions. No, man, you're supposed to ask a million questions a million times a day. That is a normal type of thing, man. People just got to explain themselves. My my uh, boss used to explain himself a thousand times a day on these calls, bro, because everybody's like, oh, we didn't understand that. Or he'd be on a webinar. We'd be like, oh, what was that? It's nothing. It's, that's part of it. But, we, but, but Dom, why do we walk around thinking 
that it's a negative connotation to to ask a question or ask for help. Why is that? Yeah, we, we it's a stigma. You know, it's a stigma because we feel lesser. And, you know, in our society, that's what we were deemed to feel is lesser and not knowing stuff. So we don't, we feel like, oh, this guy got one up on me or, yeah. you know, he's going to take advantage of me or he doesn't respect me. And in our culture, respect is big, you know, mm. while we, you know, floss and do all this stuff, respect is big. So we feel a little less respected if we ask a question that we may not know. We might, we might feel like, oh, this dude is going to make, make fun of me. Mm. But what you're doing, brother, is your your growth. Is there's growth and development here too? You know, there that word "learn." If you look it up, it means that I didn't know before now, but now I do. Now I learn. So if you don't, if you don't understand how to learn, you know, you're beating yourself. You know, you're beating yourself. And again, it's maturity, right? You know, you talk to someone that's, you know, 65 years old, and you tell him, "Hey, man, look, man, yeah, I, I'm developing the stages and." And he's like, yeah, I've been where you've been at. He has. He has been there. He had to make that Absolutely. decision around those times. And when he was 21 and he was 19 and he was 35, um, it's the same thing we're going through. So, you know, um, we have to be cognizant of, of understanding that, you know, it's not wrong to educate yourself. It's actually your duty to do so. Thank you. It's a duty. I don't know what you don't know. I mm. can't help you until you tell me how I can help you. Thanks. So if you can ask some questions, you can use the resources that are out there for you that you don't know can help you because you don't know what you need. You don't know what you want. You know, when I was running my business, I used to, you know, I used to take it personal because I was in my own grind, you know, and I wanted people around me that care for me to help me, right? But instead of me understanding how they could help me or, or, or delegating exactly what I wanted them to do to help me, I wanted them to just get involved and figure it out. Just be part of this and you're going to figure out how to help me. And it was like, no, 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 you got to tell me what to do. And I'm like, I can't tell you what to do. I need you to learn. And it was like, wait a minute. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> what can help you unless you understand what it is you're trying to do? And ask, the assignment. asking questions clears that up because it gives you information and it allows you to make an informed decision. So, you know, we got to be better at that. You know, we, you know, we just got to be better, open up and tuck that pride. That pride ain't going to do nothing for you. Mm -mm. you, might, you know, mm -mm. If you get busy and do what you do and, and, and do like, you know what I'm saying? Like what you're doing and just get busy, that pride will go away. It, it just, pride is like a, uh, like a momentary sense of gratification that validates maybe a feeling or behavior that you have that typically isn't positive. So it's like pride is always associated with like you validating some negative BS. You know what I'm saying? In your own mind. Yes. But then 98% of pride, I, I'm thinking, that's what I think of it as. I don't really, the other 2% obviously, but dude, it, 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 it's a trip. And, I, and I'm glad that you're in a position though now as, as, as head coach and more to side high, my brother, to affect this next generation, to yeah. undo some of this mental conditioning that this, our generations have seen. So now this, that hopefully that your kids and these kids that you affect or come into contact with at Morningside, man, they can go 
into the world equipped with these tools. You right. need them early on, 16, 17, 18. You need, for me, and I, this is kind of how I look at it, you need to be financially literate at 15, 16, 17. You need to understand about taxes, paying your taxes, voting and all that you need to be on that and then you got to understand about you know like retire when well, you start working what a 401k is we're starting thinking about social security we're starting about retirement start thinking about different things you can do you know it's like we as i won't say we but i would say that a lot of black culture in america does is not equipped with these these type this type of knowledge and it always yep. kind of contributes to why we don't move up vertically at the pace that we would all like to. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a disconnect. It is. It is. Um, you know, we can figure out, you know, it's internal. A lot of this stuff is also internal. Yeah, it is. You know, we gotta, we gotta do better. That's it. You know, we gotta take responsibility. We do. That's we just gotta, and that's what we were talking about in the sports world with this alliance with kids and sports is, you know, until we figure that part out, we are. We're not going to go up at that pace or that rate. Um, right. You know, but guys like you are in place with a voice. And, you know, I'm glad you got me out there, too. And, and uh, yeah, you know, teach one, teach one. You know, yeah, we are kind of the next generation. We do have a It's my home office. Bro. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We dog, we're dog friendly over here. All right, cool. We're, do we're dog friendly at KJ Live, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold on one second. He's not going to stop. Just one second. Definitely dog friendly here. KJ live has Dominic Ellison is in the building. Amazing conversation about the responsibility of mentors uh, to the next generation. Dom played at Washington state, New Mexico state worked in corporate America for 10 or 12 years and recently accepted the head coaching position at Morningside High School. We've had an incredible hour and change of conversation. Dom, man, I just want to tell you, I appreciate you for coming on this platform, brother, sharing your story, uh, sharing the journey for those that are out there that are going to be listening that don't know who Dominic Ellison is. Now they can have a better idea, my brother. Listen, man, I, I, I'm honored to be on the show. Um, you know, for all the listeners, you know, Chris is a brother of mine. I got mad love and respect for Chris. Uh, we, we, we've been knowing each other for a very, very long time. Um, I'm proud of his journey, man. He's always been like an incredible dude. Uh, he's always been an incredible brother. Um, and, and when I, I'm not really a big social media dude. And, you know, since I've taken this position, you know, obviously that comes with it. Right. And, right. Um, the first opportunity that I saw you had a podcast, I had to reach out. Um, and again, it's not about me. It's really about you, brother, because you, you've been a special dude in my life, my brother. So congratulations to you. I've always followed your journey. Um, and you continue to inspire all of us, man. You always got something going on that we can respect and support. So appreciate uh, you. Listeners, man, this is this is a one of a kind dude, brother. So I appreciate you, Dom. Man, much love, much love, my brother, and best of luck uh, at Morningside and anything else, my brother. Yeah, we got to get you out to a game, man. Oh, I'll be there. I'll be. I'm come through, bro. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna come to the Inglewood game. I'm come Morningside Inglewood. I'm wear. I'm gonna wear a blue jacket. 
There you go. <laughs> hey, that's what. Hey, but that's what I did back in the day. That's what I did back in the day, bro. But it was a different time, so I had to kind of hide. I was with Rico. I was sitting up at the top. I was, hey, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm up there hiding. I had on the blue jacket, but I, I had like a sweatshirt over it. Like, right, nope. Right, right, right. Well, man, we walk you in. You, you're royalty. We walk you right in. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to it. You know, pops, I said hi, man. Hug pops and uh, hug the family, man. Hope everybody's well. And again, I appreciate you for having me, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, Dominic Ellison. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.